Welcome to episode 9 of the podcast. Due to the current corona situation, Andy, Leon and myself thought we would love to have a doctor and a registered dietitian to talk about the COVID-19 virus. So we're so happy today to have Dr. Simon Imbura, who we've had before, and we've got Ashley Kabutha, a registered dietitian, who has also been on the podcast before. And if you know us, you know we're all about staying in our lane when it comes to information on health and fitness. So that's why we really wanted a doctor's perspective, the medical perspective on the virus. And then we also wanted a registered dietitian's perspective um, on how we can use nutrition to you know, keep us healthy. And then also, as usual, bust any myths that are out there. So Simon and Ashley, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we're all self-isolating, so we're all on Skype, so we apologize if the, the sound quality it gets a bit patchy. Um, we've all Skyped in, um, but it is, it is amazing that we can actually do that. Uh-oh. What's wrong? Uh, <laughs> we'll have a few technical issues. Well, Andy is isolating on his farm. That, it doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, he just came in. What 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 day are you on? What day of isolation is it? Yeah, um, what um, what day did I get? I got in Tuesday night, so what's that? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm on oh, sort of day six by the end of today. Um, which is yeah, look, it hasn't really changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just meant I've kept the staff here and haven't let anyone leave the farm. But essentially, I'm pretty reclusive anyway. I only come into town to use the gym and have the odd meeting. So I here, um, I go out and do my steps in the ranch. You know, hundred thousand acres. You won't see another person, so that's all good. Um, yes. So for me, life hasn't changed except for I can't go to the gym. Um, I suppose the biggest issue I've got is. Um, the show I was meant to be doing in end of May is being postponed, which is like postponed, cancelled. We're not, yeah, not sure what's happening. Probably cancelled. Um, so, you know, I was given the option of what to do next, whether I go on to a bulking phase and eat all the food in sight or keep um, in prep mode. So I've decided to stay in prep mode, um, you know, mainly because... With me, uh, I need, right now, I kind of need that sort of rib, you know, I don't want to be eating junk food. I like eating my sort of, you know, goat, vegetables, you know, which is probably why I eat in the bulk, I just eat a lot more of it, but I'm more likely to eat junk then. But also, you know, I've got a lot going on. My dad, my dad in the UK is terminally ill, so, you know, I find I'm more mentally, a better mental clarity when I'm on a, a cutting phase when I'm on prep, so I can just keep to my schedule. It keeps me quite regiment, mm-hmm. regimented. Um, you know, big thing. I've had to build a gym on the farm, which has been fun. Um, you know, just with little bits and pieces I picked up. You know, I've got a little rack, got a bench, got some cast iron plates. Yeah, that's all you need. And a barbell. Mm. Um, you know, the only thing I, I could probably do with is some sort of lap pull down. Select, you know, select machine. I'll be well at one. Um, in fact, I'm thinking I'm just going to keep kicking the thing out. You know, it's like in a big carport out 
outside, so I've got plenty of room. And he puts some mirrors up. I might just keep kicking it out and never go to the gym again. You know. <laughs> I, I, well, I think quite a few few people will go that way. Uh, um, yeah, so for me, you know, not much has changed. <laughs> yeah, um, and Simon, what about you? Um, things have been very slow with the virus, uh, especially with uh, the import business. That's taken a big hit. We're yeah. not able to bring in things as regularly as we normally would. Uh, but it's good. I mean, isolating is is, is good time to spend with your family, you know, just uh Take, spend time with the baby and the wife and uh, can't complain about that, you know? Yeah, true. And uh, I know, Ashley, you've headed out to the village. Yes, we did, because we normally stay in Nairobi there, but we just decided there's more room for the kids to get outside um, and play, um, burn off some of their energy, and then for us, too, to be able to go hiking around um, and just to have more space, you know, especially while still social isolating, um, which is obviously super important in social distancing. So we decided for now this would be a better place for us to be. Um, and this way we can kind of keep an eye on James's parents as well, um, because as we know, the older people are, the greater the risk is for them to have more severe symptoms. So, yeah. And then in terms of um, my clients, I'm just doing all video chat. So I'm so thankful that I'm able to use technology um, to continue my work. Um, you know, obviously it, it has slowed down a bit because people are just really turning things off and turning inwards to, towards their family and really just um, distancing and, and staying inside. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the same with us, isn't it? Yeah, we all, all our clients, all the work, most of it anyway, 90% I'd say has gone online. And uh, well, we've personally, I've always wanted to do like online coaching. So I guess in a way, looking at it, from a positive aspect, this is a good time yeah. to refine that and just work on it more and um, see if yeah. if it can be viable in Kenya, especially. And I think with with this whole Corona thing, it everyone some somehow everyone will have to figure out how to do business differently. Like it'll really, I think it will change how a lot of businesses work, especially. Like fitness, if you can do it online, it it could be an option. If you can get space to sort of have a basic home gym, um, this is the time. So I think in in a way, looking at it from a positive angle, it's it's that time to just work on uh, work towards that that sort of uh, um, what do you say? Sort of line of fitness more online. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's pushing us to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, almost by force. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, well, so, so I think that, um, Simon, if we can start with your your take on uh, COVID-19, if you can take us through, you know, from the very basics, what a virus is, um, the symptoms, um, who who is most at risk, and then also your take on the situation here in Kenya. Um, we hear some, you know, some statistics on the news, but we're all pretty sure that's underreported. So we'll be so interested to, to hear your take on this. Um, well, let me start with the, the basic, uh, the definition of that. It's just a virus, like um, very similar to, you know, influenza, in that it attacks the respiratory system. 
Now, this coronavirus is not new. It's a, it's a family of viruses. But this new one, COVID-19, it's just started last year, I think. Um, and we're, we're suspecting it came from, you know, from animals. So we don't know which either seafood or whatever animal it came from in China. And sometimes when you live in close contact with some rare animals, their viruses end up learning how to infect humans. And I think that's what happened with this one. And our immune systems are just not not ready. Not ready. Yeah, and it'll take some time. Eventually we'll get there. Eventually our immune systems will learn how to to fight it. But before then, because of like the people who've gotten sick and recovered, they're relatively safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah once yeah. you've gotten it and your body has fought it, you you learn like it learns how to to fight it so it won't affect you so so it's gonna be get really bad but then it'll get better eventually um you asked about the, the signs and symptoms okay let's start with how it spreads it's a respiratory yeah, yeah. illness as we said so <clears throat> it's mostly spread by coughing sneezing those are the two main main ways uh, the droplets when you cough you, you release some droplets and um when someone inhales those or if you cough on a surface and someone touches it and, you know, touches their face, their nose, their mouth, their eyes, uh, basically that's how it's spread. Um, as for the symptoms, the most common, they're saying I think 90% of people will get a fever. Uh, maybe 60, 70% will get a cough. Um, the most severe is having a shortness of breath, you know, difficulty breathing. That's usually the most severe. And it affects different people differently. There's some people who will just get a fever and a cough and... In a few days, they're okay, and then other people who, you know, get um, severe respiratory failure. So it really depends on your, on your body. So also in terms of, um, we've been seeing like a lot of uh, say guys with lifestyle diseases and say things like asthma and uh, what's yeah. your sort of take on that one? Um. The, basically, if you have any any other disease, be it diabetes, anything that would compromise your immunity, would um, make it difficult for your body to fight it. And that's why we, even influenza is very dangerous for people who have, you know, HIV. Yes, a simple yes. flu, like you and I get it every week, yeah, yeah. or every every month. Or we get flus often. Yeah, yeah. Like Leon always has a man flu. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only when I'm cutting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're on prep or something. No, yeah, but I think yeah. Lack of but if sleep. you have, uh, you know, cancer or HIV, diabetes or any disease that occupies your immune system, it yeah. leaves you a bit, a bit vulnerable to to the virus. And elderly people. And yeah, the older. This is a very weird virus because normally the viruses attack under fives and over sixty. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hearing that's... kids are not being affected as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the few cases that have been reported are mild flu-like diseases but for older people it's really hitting them hard so do you think that kenya you know with the majority of our population being very young that we're in a maybe a better place than you know say first world countries with declining i mean sorry with a that's, with more of an aging population that's very true unfortunate but true i mean look look what happened to italy mm. they have low birth rates and have a high like population of people over over 60 so they've had a lot a lot of deaths a lot of people who are a bit older and they get sicker it's not just the young people it's there's some people even 20s and 30s who've gotten it and gotten sick to the point of death yeah oh, okay 
but it's, uh, the chances of you getting very sick are higher if you're older. Yeah. And I mean, what is, what is the situation like in Kenya? I mean, we're told maybe there's you know, seven cases, but I'm sure there are way more. And like the self-testing kits, are there any? No, um, not that I know of. Maybe they're there. Um, I think we're severely, uh, severely underreporting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> severely underreporting. Yeah, it's, it's my neighbor's neighbor's alarm. I can't do anything. Yeah, so they're cor- corona yeah. alarm. Yeah. <laughs> their corona alarm anyway, yeah we're severely under- oh, I've got too close <laughs> we're severely under reporting it uh, countries like Rwanda Rwanda has many cases now I don't know I don't know the exact number but they are doing a better job of actually reporting how many cases they have than we do and I think maybe it's um, on the government side trying to reduce panic maybe I, I don't know yeah because uh, they don't want people to panic I imagine there's a lot of people that have just got it and gone off to like the villages and stuff, left Nairobi, and have just not gone to the doctors. And it's just people wondering about flu-like symptoms, and not the point. Yeah, their case twenty-one. So actually, yeah, no one knows about all the cases because it's all just at home because they can't afford maybe. So I imagine it's a massive underreported number by people just not reporting it. Yeah, we, we do. Um, and I would just hope that uh, people listen and decide to isolate because mm-hmm. this is the fastest spreading viruses we have. Yeah, but do you, do you think, um, like Kenya say, we have um, a very big, how would I say, like a... A lot of people live hand to mouth, like daily wages. And do you think like that in a way makes it hard? Because it's either, okay, you're young. So they're saying young guys have a higher chance of surviving. So you're thinking uh, option one is stay at home and uh, my family dies of hunger or kids are hungry or go get this flu. I'll take Panadol. And do you think that? Uh, like that has something to do with it like you you have two options it's either your kids starve or whatever because we are different unlike europe and say the states and where guys can afford the basics can afford to store even for months here people maybe even space is an issue um even a fridge uh store so yeah and then you're living day to day you know you're buying your skooma daily your the only thing maybe you have at home is dry goods and um yeah you're like you you have to earn to be able to eat so is that maybe one of the reasons why like guys don't care about self-isolation it's not as a matter of ignorance or um you see you can't tell people not to go to work you just can't you can't tell them not to do it i think um what the only thing that we can do is reduce the unnecessary exposure yeah know what I mean? So um, you have to work to eat. Like, no one's going to give you food. No one's going to pay your rent for you. We have to. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's other things like, you know, going to the park or taking, you know, crowded matatus, you know. I it's know, just, our transport just, system. Those are things that we can, we can actually control. What's the uh, government doing on, in places like... Oh, sorry. Sorry? I was going to say, what's the government doing in places like some of the slums 
where there's mass overpopulation, but not much, let's say, running water or... Is there, a, you know, is there a government initiative to get into these places and sort of put hand sanitizer? Because I imagine once it's in like a highly densely populated slum, this mm. is going to spread like wildfire. There's yeah. not the facilities to care for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they're trying. Well, what I can, I've seen a lot of initiatives where they're setting up uh, taps, running water, and providing soap and hand sanitizer for free in slums. As to whether people will actually use it, because there's a lot of I think public education is a more important thing because from what I've heard, even from some of the patients we dealt with, yeah. they're saying corona yeah. is, a vir- is a virus of the rich. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Like, uh, dude, those are not our problems. Me, I've never been to China or Italy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that sort of mentality that they have. So I think as much as they, even if they put water and make everyone wash their hands, they have to explain, better, do a better job of, ex- of ed- educating the masses on how dangerous it is and... and why it's necessary to take the steps that we're taking because i think our government has done a good job i mean shutting down schools um shutting down bars and even the spacing for the supermarkets encouraging them to do 24-hour shifts yeah so that people can go whenever you know they're, they're, they're doing they're doing something you know you can't say they've done nothing yeah and and if they do, if it's because they know if, if we were to get hit we would die in, in masses yeah we, italy has the first people in their first world country what would happen to us? Yeah, and I think... like um, facilities. I think this is a good opportunity, like, for the Kenyan government to really consider, like, public health and safety education, like, as part of even the school curriculum, like, basic... Because they removed home science, where they used to teach you, wash your hands, you know, the basic yeah. stuff. So I think maybe this... this uh, It's like a wake-up call, I guess, also for... It's also never happened before at this scale. Yeah, yeah. In, in our lifetime. Yeah. yeah. This is the first time SARS in the early 2000s, but that, that was, it didn't really hit, hit Africa much. Mm-hmm. And then we had the Middle respiratory virus. That one also didn't hit us much. So this is the first time uh, this is happening yeah. in our lifetime. So I guess we have a lot to learn, and hopefully we can do better for the next, you know, the next generation. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I think outside of the government, so like community leaders as a whole have a responsibility. As we seem like church is still open on Sunday. I know. People are still going to church. You know, the guys, you know, the guys running the churches should be saying, look, you know, you can go pray at home. This is closed down. But I know it's also, you know, makes money. But, you know, we need like the Kenyan church people, you know, the guys who often go to parliament and protest, you know, to stop this, that or the other should be also be the same people standing up saying, yeah, we need to close our churches. The we churches religious are religious leaders. All churches. They're meant to be, they're not. Oh, yeah, they're you not. should see uh, their pictures, man. Crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. All of them should be closed. Oh, I'll, should. I'll send you some pictures. Well, meant to be. <laughs> and keep a church open. That, that's stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, think I agree. That's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, it kind of puts, like, everyone else who is self-isolating, it kind of... Well, not cancels out yeah. that, but it's gonna endangers anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and just I think Simon, like you said, just the lack of basic basic knowledge on it um, is is scary. Like I know that it's definitely seen as a sort of a foreigners coming and bringing it in, and yeah, just no idea. No idea of how how it actually spreads. 
Um, yeah. So I think that, I think that's a good perspective is really looking to do some very basic public education because um, you know you see people that are taking it very seriously. And then you see other people who don't seem to have a care in the world about coronavirus. I mean, um, you know, and talking about getting community leaders involved to really speak to the people in their local areas where they have that rapport. Because my husband and I, we took a walk here in the village and everybody's wanting to shake our hand and hug <laughs> us. I mean, it was everybody. Now, yeah. I did not ask one person that, oh my gosh, there's corona. So my husband and I are like, Corona, Corona, we're not trying to be rude, but hey, Corona, let's wave, you know, let's still, we can still have a conversation, but let's keep our space. And that was really shocking to us because every time you turn on the news, you hear about don't shake hands, wash, um, wash your hands, social distancing. And so those are some of the basic, but most preventative things that I think the government, um, whether it's the federal or at the local level, or just all of it really needs to do a better job if we're going to really prevent this because, you know, leave alone Nairobi, if that gets hit, I mean, the villages, they're even less capable of the hospital facilities and respiratory support and staff and, and all these other things. True, true, yeah. true. Agreed. Public education is, uh, I think, our greatest tool that we have we have as, as a country. And, and Simon, what... a wide thing as well. Yeah. Simon, sorry, sorry what, what do you think about sort of this vaccine, because I know that all, well, not a lot of strains of the flu mutate so quickly. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you think this vaccine is is coming and it's going to be viable? It'll take time, you know. Vaccines are just not made in a day. Yeah. Um, of course, they're trying to give it, uh, seeing that the mortality rate is, it's, okay, it's actually not, the mortality rate is not very high compared to the number of people infected. But considering how fast it's spreading, they're trying to make a vaccine, but it'll take time. Yeah, and um, a lot I don't of... Have time to wait. Yeah. even the flu, about the flu, um, they make vaccines every year. Yeah. You have to get a flu shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be the same thing as uh, with, uh, Corona. Even if they do get a vaccine now, um, they might it might be obsolete in, in time. Yeah, it'll be one of those shots you need to get annually, even if you want to travel or something of the sort. Probably, probably, yeah. And what if so? If you've got you've you've had COVID nineteen, will mm -hmm. that immunity stand up? Do you think to a different strain? Will mm -hmm. it help? I, I don't. I think yes and no. In that yes, you can get a different strain, but and still get sick. But I think you'll be better mm -hmm. than someone who's never ever gotten it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like yeah. Yeah. And I mean, some of the cures are—is it chloroquine? We've heard. We've not. Okay, the chloroquine they're using for patients who've gotten the pneumonia. Okay. That the the virus has gone all the way down into the lungs, and uh, they're using it. They used it in China to see if it would work, but. The reports are not very great. Like we don't have conclusive evidence that it's 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 working very well. But hey, at this point, I guess I'm gonna try everything and anything to to, to, to try cure it. Yeah. Mostly for virus, there's really no cure. Um, they're trying some antivirals, mm. but those antivirals, the, the toxicity is quite high for the doses that you need to to actually hit the virus. So you're always playing. Uh, you're weighing your options. Do I give this patient a high dose of antivirals and then the toxicity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. 
out, you know. So for for ARVs, not not yet. You know, we've not gotten a conclusive one. Your body just has to get rid of it uh, on its own. It's so, just support. It yeah. just support you where you need to. And if you suspect that you have COVID nineteen, what would you suggest? Um, it depends. What I tell you first is, if you have a, a fever or a flu or whatever, the most important thing is think about your your fellow person. Just isolate yourself. Literally, do not leave your house at all. And if you feel that um, uh, the symptoms are getting worse and that you're struggling to breathe or whatever, then you you have to go to hospital. You have to go to a hospital and uh, just and uh, seek seek medical care. But if you have a flu or a fever or whatever, just stay home, stay away from people. If you feel you're very sick, because also what's happening is that anyone with a bit of a sniffle is running to hospital. Yeah. <laughs> what that that's done is that it's overwhelming the, the hospital system and that you have such a long line of people who are there. So the actual people who are actually sick are not seen in time. So, I mean, if you just have a fever or a flu, isolate yourself. If you feel like you're getting really bad, then rush to hospital. But don't go unnecessarily. Just stay home. Um, the, the basics, which we'll uh, discuss with Ashley, you know, hydrate, make sure you're eating enough, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I think that's that's just good common sense. And like you say, not to rush to the doctor or the hospital if you, you, you you've just got the sort of mild symptoms. Yeah, just not to overwhelm the system. Yeah. Um, Andy, Ashley, have you any more questions to ask Simon? No? She's risen again. Uh, yeah, no. Um, so, for me, no, I just wonder if, you know, it was originally muted in the UK while I was there about herd immunity and whether we should, in fact, just be, like, you know, focusing on herd immunity rather than social isolation. I mean, you know, there's, you know, I think generally I about it. Curve, <laughs> isolation's better, but um, come back. the long-term benefit is, is herd immunity not better? It is, but it's, um, it's actually a more of a moral issue. Oh, she's back. And that if you say, yeah, fine, then let's let it spread. We all have parents and grandparents. Yeah. We have people who we know that have reduced immunity. So if we let it spread yeah. and let everyone get it, and those who survive survive, I think that's the problem. Um, yeah. Yeah, how, yeah, the people who are immune, immunocompromised, they might not survive it, and no one's. I mean, it's just a moral issue. Yeah, pretty, true, yeah, true, yeah, true. I'm only saying that because you're young. You know, if you were old, you'd not, you'd not, you'd not say that. You <laughs> no, that. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm all down for the social isolation because, yeah. <laughs> Because you would have to live with yourself knowing that people are dying because, you know, in an attempt for herd immunity. And I think, you know, for anyone to to just... Um, I suppose my other question would be, do you think, as a on the back end of this, we're going to see a spike in things like autoimmune diseases because the effect of your immune system trying to fight this virus, and I've seen no. it before with people where, you know... No, um, I don't. There are very few things that can trigger them, and I don't think a flu is one of them. Like uh, the flu, I don't think it will make any changes with autoimmune diseases. Mm. Okay. Good. Yeah. 
Okay, no, that's good. Ashley, anything from you? Is she there? Is she there? You <laughs> lost <laughs> Ashley. Let me mention that Ushago reception is not that good, huh? Let me let me uh, add her again. She's you guys can. Oh, you're back. She's back. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just clicked on my notes page and I don't know what happened. So I'm back. <laughs> no, well, welcome back. <laughs> uh, and we, you. we're just wondering, have, have you got any uh, questions for Simon before we get to the nutrition part? Um, I think he was very thorough um, in answering most of them. So, yeah, I think you did a great job. Thank you for that, Simon. Thanks, Ashley. Okay, so Ashley, let, let's get on to you and... Um, again, let's just cover, cover the basics and, you know, as, as usual on Instagram and with all the influencers, there's all sorts of, you know, superfoods that you can take and prevent Corona. Yes. Um, so if we can just cover the basics and then maybe you can tell us, um, how we can help our immune systems and everything like that. Yes. Well, I think this is such a really important topic to cover. Again, to really give people the science base when it comes to can we boost our immune system or is it more supporting our immune system? Because quite frankly, um, you know, people, this is their time to take advantage of, of selling some of these things and promising some of these quick results that just science doesn't support at this time. Um, so food, it's important to know that food will not boost our immune system um, and prevent coronavirus or any virus for, for that matter, um, but it will support our immune system. And so there's a difference there. And we really need to focus on supporting um, so that we are better able to weather the storm. Uh -oh. Ooh, we lost you. <laughs> the re the <laughs> She's just getting up ahead of steam there as well. Yeah, yeah, I think, getting um, into it. <laughs> was getting good. Yeah. <laughs> um, let, let's give yeah, her a, a few her. minutes, but I, I think, I think that's that, that, that point that Ashley made that you can't boost the immune system because that's what I see everywhere. Like boost this boosting, yeah. you know, drink or, and I it's, know, uh, people are really trying to sell things, man. It's so sad. Like even yes. if you look on your Instagram. Like you'll see people boost, selling um, vitamin C, you know, all these guys are trying to, you know, what you call sponsor, they post vitamin C tablets or these multivitamins. And the yeah. truth is, unless you had a very severe deficiency, it makes very little difference. Yeah, because... Um... Yeah, especially some of the bodybuilders. Yeah, <laughs> True. Some of the things they're selling, like, you know, immune boosting things, because, yeah, it's like, I have, I have my supplement drink, it's immune boosting. No, it's not. You're just trying to make money off the back of a, you know, an issue. Exactly, which is it's morally wrong. It's, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But of course, there's some things that we know boost the immune. <laughs> like uh, Coke, Coke Zero, and he's yes. just drinking another Coke Zero. Fresh from a shop, it's we, nice and cold. Yeah, which is another thing I was thinking, like um, um, in terms of like boosting your immune system and just living healthy um, with the virus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because guys who don't take care of their health. Yes. The problem with human beings is all of a sudden they want a simple fix. Yeah. They want to take this pill or, yeah. or this supplement. And 
and all the problems solved. Yeah, you don't that... want to hear a saying that, oh, you need to do this, not just one day, you need to be doing it, you know, yeah. the past 20 years. Yeah, that's it the... It's not this virus, it's not the virus. It's true. Just look after yourself. <laughs> yeah, and it's not the only one. It, there'll be more coming. Yeah, because I, I think that's that's where like the 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 companies and the bodybuilders and the influencers are taking advantage because everywhere, especially on uh, social media, there's guys who want quick fix. And right now, yeah, I think it's more the influencers. Yeah, <laughs> not these guys purely pedal pedal things for yep. gay. Yeah, because they make money from how much they sell. They don't care about you. I wish I could be sponsored. Oh, Ashley is back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're looking for Cox Zero sponsorship. Ash- Ashley, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> We're going to have to add, I'm so sorry. Don't no, worry. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to have issues. It's, uh, it's good drama for the podcast, so. <laughs> it is. It's a Yeah. It's a reality social distance. It's raw. Yeah, this is the epitome of social distancing. (laughs) Where did I leave off? What did you guys catch? We were just saying how every, you know, a lot of bodybuilders have jumped on the the wagon of trying to sell supplements to boost Boost the immune system. Yeah, where you left off. Okay, yeah, we're basically, you know, we want to support our immune system. And so you know, give our body what it needs to be able to work at its its highest ability. So um, the nutrients that we need, you know, that we get from food, of course, food first, because our body <laughs> nice. knows what to do with that effectively <laughs> and efficiently. Um, so antioxidants. So these reverse cell damage and increase our immune system. Um, so, you know, antioxidants E and C, and these are found in fruits and vegetables. Um, and did you guys know that potatoes actually have more vitamin C than many fruits you know so don't think it's just fruits it's also vegetables as well yeah yeah yeah. um especially for you know the antioxidant e nuts seeds whole grains um the minerals selenium and zinc are also noted to be very important for immune function um so this is seafoods nuts seeds again fruits and vegetables i mean you can almost get all these from fruits and vegetables so yay more plants um vitamin d is also very important Um, So I always talk about food first, but vitamin D is tricky because there's not a lot of food sources that have vitamin D unless it's been added to the food. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can get vitamin D from sun, but um, that's sort of a personal choice. You know, are you using sunscreen? You know, you know, and maybe we can ask Dr. Feynman about this because to prevent skin cancer. So this is where maybe we do want to consider a supplement because supplements are there when we're unable to get the nutrients from food. So they do have a purpose, but the idea is not to say I'm going to eat healthy food and then take a supplement on top of it. And because then that way my immune system is going to be boosted or, you know, it's really just us to this level of, of where we can function optimally. Yeah. Um, oil is very important. Um, so basically omega-3 so fatty fish like salmon tilapia tuna even in the can um canned tuna can be you know pretty reasonably priced in terms of a protein source but also when it comes to omega-3s um also chia seed and ground flaxseed those are sources of omega-3s um and we have to remember protein um protein is is the the amino acids or the building blocks of protein are also the building blocks of our immune system 
So if we're not getting enough protein, you know, that's also going to hinder our body's ability to fight off disease and infection. Um, and then B vitamins and specifically for metabolism. And I'm not talking about metabolism so I can burn more fat and burn more calories and get skinny, but I mean metabolism and how our body is able to extract the nutrients and energy so that, again, we can give the body the nutrients that um, it needs to perform um, normal daily functions, such as immunity. Um, and whole grains and dark leafy greens, um, those would be, you know, some of the main sources of where to get that. Um, again, I, I just want to keep reiterating that we want to support our immune system and, again, not boost our immune system um, because, A, we can't. And even in a perfect world, if we were able to do that, we wouldn't want that anyways. I'm not sure if I was cut off or not, but then that can really induce those autoimmune diseases yeah. um, that we definitely don't want. Yeah, true. So in general, it's really this well-balanced diet with all the food groups, lots of fruits and vegetables, because again, they're giving us antioxidants. And I always say eat the rave when it sounds so cliche and so basic, but every different color of our food, um, especially those fruits and vegetables, equal a different antioxidant. So that's why variety is so important. Um, whole grains, lean proteins, those heart-healthy fats, very important, as I just noted, especially in immunity. Um, Low-fat dairy, that's a good source of protein, quick protein, um, pretty affordable. Um, again, and then an all-in-proper portion in moderation. So just because I said, you know, omega-3s are good and we want to get those, or selenium and zinc doesn't mean we can, you know, eat salmon, you know, 25 times a day and say we're going to be healthier and we're not going to get COVID-19. You know, so so it's really everything in moderation, proper balance, and truly a lifestyle, as I always say. It's not just we should be doing this now because, oh, my gosh, we don't want to get sick. We should be doing this every day because we're also getting other benefits to fight other diseases, infections, to help with mental health, you know, you name it. Um, so there's really nothing earth-shattering about what I'm recommending, but the takeaway from this is really just to note that are you getting enough of those nutrients and those food sources that really do, in fact, support your immune system? Um, another thing I, I kind of want to touch on is many people say, okay, we know fruits and vegetables are good, but how do I get more of them? Um, and so how do you add more produce? So 100% juice is okay. I'm not saying you can just drink juice all day long and say you're getting 10 servings of fruits. Um, but a serving of four ounce every day is okay and making sure there's no added sugar. So it truly is just the orange juice that is squeezed from the actual orange. Um, smoothies are a great way to bulk up. Um, a lot of those, those produce items, maybe some of them that you wouldn't normally eat because you don't like their flavor. Yogurt parfaits, because that's going to provide you now um, a good source of that protein for your immune system, but also add some fruit to that. Um, pizza, add vegetables to pizza. You can make that a, a homemade healthy version. I always say you can make anything healthy. It's all about your ingredient selection. Um, a stir fry, hello, that's like vegetable central. You know, add in all the color, make it pretty, because it's true, you eat with your eyes first. So we want to make things colorful again. Spaghetti, you know, for the sauce, you can puree and blend up different vegetables that your kids will never know or that your husband or significant other or friend will never know. Um, you can also thicken soup um, by adding in pureed vegetables like um, potatoes, for example, or sweet potato or even cauliflower. Um, snacks are always a good way to sneak in more veggies. And, you know, keep in mind that half your plate at every meal is vegetables. And then aside from the huge variety that we have, think about different ways of cooking. So you can roast them, you can grill them, you can steam them. 
you can have them raw. Um, so lots of different things. A great resource for adding more fruits and vegetables um, with some cool, fun, foodie recipes is called Have a Plant. Um, it's a it's a nonprofit organization when really their goal is to increase fruit and vegetable consumption around the world. So um, they're really my go-to. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good tip. Yeah, we were, I think we were talking with Simon a few weeks ago about how we we're trying to really increase our vegetable intake and um, I think I think I'm doing good um, I have my, yeah because um, clear does not make me miss those veggies man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes it's by force because I think it reaches a point and I'm like oh I cannot eat another green or yellow or <laughs> so I'm a culprit I know yeah. So I need the vegetables just to bulk up my dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> a distinct lack of carbs on my plate. So I need the vegetables just to, to add a little bit low calorie density. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, a lot of people are bulk buying. And let's just yeah. say you're on a budget. Um, yeah. Are there any particular foods that you would recommend one would could store safely? Yes, yes. Um, let me answer that, but I, I forgot to mention one really important thing about really supporting our immune system. Um, I forgot to mention that really our gut is the number one agent to really fight off those bacteria and viruses. And so yeah. through healthy eating, it's really important to make sure that um, we're supporting that gut. Yeah. You know, um, so eating fermented foods, if you're not eating those, you know, make sure that you're having those things like kombucha, sauerkraut, kimchi. Um, Mazua Lala, you know, that's the thing in Kenya, um, you know, and there's a variety of other fermented foods, tempeh, so things like that. So I just wanted to also make sure people are aware that we should really be feeding our gut. But that's what we're able to people that bacteria, bad bacteria. Um, but getting back to your question too, so what should, what should people do and should they stock up on um, things? And I want to say that there's a fine line to this, you know, there's nothing wrong with stocking up on a few extra, you know, staple items. And I think that's very important as we look to, you know, social distance and isolate and not go to the supermarket all the time so that we're better able to flatten this curve so we don't overwhelm our healthcare system with all these sick people. Um, you know, but also we don't need to buy, you know, 25 toilet paper roll, you know, paper packets as we're seeking or buy out all the diapers or buy out all the ungas. Um, you know, because we want to make sure that we save some for other people. And just, it's, it's important to also note that our, we still have the same number of people in Kenya. We still have the same number of supermarkets and they're still serving and they're able to support the people and the foods that they need. So don't be afraid that we're going to run out. But again, be smart in terms of stocking up on something. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are the things that I recommend to buy more of? So when you are, again, this is to limit the amount of times you're going back to the store. So grains, these are going to store really well. And again, these are part of a balanced plate. Um, so this would include crackers, tortilla chips, popcorn. Of course, I'm talking about your whole wheat flour, you know, your ugali, if that's part of your diet, um, your brown rice, um, you know, any of those other staple grains that you prefer to have, whether that's quinoa, make sure that you're stocking up on those because, again, those can store really well. Um, canned fish, as I mentioned, that's a good protein source um, and also a good source of, of that zinc and those omega-3s. Um, 
So, you know, that's an option as well. Dry beans, um, that's a really good source of that cheaper protein as well. And again, that's going to store well. Um, yogurt can last a while for a perishable item. Um, again, again, nutrient dense. Hard cheeses, those are going to last longer than the softer cheeses. Um, and oils, you definitely can buy those. You know, peanut butter, butter, eggs, um, nuts, seeds, dried fruits, the spices, your condiments. Um, another thing that I like to have is, you know, if you're not able to get fresh tomatoes or they don't last as long, um, you know, do tomato paste instead. It's probably not going to taste the same, you know, but at least you're still getting sort of that flavor profile. And it's important to be open-minded about food substitutes. You know, if you run out of bread, do you need to go back to the store or can you make your own bread or can you make a healthier banana bread? You know, kind of being um, open-minded to those things. And then when it comes to fruits and vegetables, I saved this one for last, um, we do want to still make sure we're getting all that produce variety because, again, this is so important for our immune system. Um, so if you're buying fresh, um, the ones that will last the longest in terms of fruits are going to be apples, citrus fruits. Um, make sure you get a mix of ripe and unripe bananas. Um, and then if they get ripe too fast, you can make banana bread, of course, a healthier version or treat yourself because everything in moderation, right? Um, for berries, you're probably going to want to get those in the frozen variety, which are still nutritious. Um, they're easy to add to smoothies. Um, make sure that there's no added sugar, though. Make sure it's just the frozen berries. Uh, when we get to vegetables, the ones that are going to have the longest shelf life will be potatoes, sweet potatoes, carrots, squash, onions, garlic, beets, and cabbage. So, again, you can stock up on those. Um, some vegetables with longish um, shelf life would be broccoli, cauliflower, kale and Brussels sprouts. And then um, when it comes to dairy, keep in mind that you can freeze um, your meat or sorry, your milk, um, you know, and then you can also freeze meats. You can freeze an extra loaf of bread in those grains, as I mentioned. Um, and then putting those perishable items right in the fridge right away to maximize um, their shelf life. I think something also to keep in mind when you are shopping is prepare that in case that you do get sick, because maybe it's not from COVID-19, but you know, flu is always going around, right? So buy some juice, buy some broths, have some basic meds, you know, maybe buy an extra pack of toilet paper or diapers if you need that. Um, but again, this is to really limit your exposure and the amount of times you're going to the supermarket. We don't want this panic buying because that just induces stress and, and stress is going to decrease our immunity at the end of the day. So um, just everything, you know, within reason. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's really helpful. Some good tips there. Yeah, you forgot to mention <laughs> chapati. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so any of your umbas, you know, make sure that you're you're stocking up on those, and those are so easy to, you know, like I said, they're gonna last a long time, and you can put them in the freezer or the fridge as well. To, I know to you extend their just make like fifty of them and freeze them. That's there you go. <laughs> bulk season <laughs> priorities. <laughs> you do go to the supermarket you know these are those are some of the things that i'd recommend you you know bulk up on and, and yeah. stock up on but also think about doing a meal plan you know and look at what type of storage do you have in advance of your shopping so that you are being most effective and efficient with your with yeah. your money yeah yeah, yeah. so huh. yeah i think that's 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 and so interesting about the the gut connection as well um, and just in general, how important that is. Yeah. Yes. 
It's what I was, uh, yeah. I was reading on this morning, gut, brain, and mental health. So, because yes. uh, I know with stress, the immune, the immune system can be compromised a bit. So it was more like what you eat affects how you think, um, even the decisions you make on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's a good research. I'll share with you guys. You can check it out. I mean, nutrition really, really affects every aspect. I mean, truly. Yeah, and I think that leads nicely on how fitness impacts your mental health, especially in these times of self-isolation when most of the gyms have closed now. And uh, Simon, great that you are just multi-everything, doctor, Oh. You know, fit, you've got your supplements, you've got your, well, oh. you're setting up a lot of home gyms. Also, before we go to fitness, oh, I forgot to say something. Um, like, uh, I guess uh, there was a time, I remember growing up when I was younger, most homes, even in flats, everyone had like a small piece where you'd grow your stuff, like a kitchen garden. And yeah. I think, in a way, this yeah, this is a chance for guys to you know grow your own tomatoes, grow your own onions. What else is easy cabbage. to grow? Carrots, cabbage in your very little patch. So, in a way, you can save more because you're saving on the veggies you're uh, you're buying by growing them, and then all you need to do is purchase your maybe meats and dry foods. So I don't know what you guys think, but I think it's a nice it's a nice idea because. I remember growing up and almost every home, because we lived in a flat, every home had a piece and everyone grew different stuff. And then we just shared because you could share vegetables with your neighbors. I love it. I think it's a great idea, you know, especially these times of, you know, social isolation and, you know, staying away from people as much as we can, but also to just know what, how your food is being grown Yeah. Um, and to know safe and to limit you know the other hands that have touched it and to have better food safety um so i I think that's great but then also i think about it as a mom um um i think about it as a mom speaking of um, my son is here giving me i love you cards how sweet (laughs) (laughs) um it's important for me to teach them where their food comes from and really make that connection and like you said too sharing with the neighbors around you because you can all grow something different, but then all share together, and it creates that sense of community as well. Yeah, because I saw Andy. How's your How's yours coming along? I saw you started on your farm, your kitchen well, garden. Got, well, yeah, so I've got like well, generally I've got six greenhouses. Um, six. But, you know, I commercially grow chilies, don't I? So. Oh, oh nice. Um, for me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're breaking up. Oh, jeez. You're, you're breaking up. Can't hear you. Can you? So we're, we're missing out on the. Um, not yet. Um, I'm hoping. Not yet. We can't still hear you. You need to go up on a tree or something now. <laughs> you need to go to a chili farm. Chili farm. <laughs> yeah. Give your computer some chilies. Alright. Let me just move. 
Oh, that's uh, good. Is that better? Yeah, there you are. Yeah. Just move the armchair. Is it because I've got a terrible Wi-Fi connection? Sorry. <laughs> so yes, so we've got one greenhouse, as I was saying, for sort of general food usage. Yeah. Um, so we're growing tomatoes, we have vegetable patches, we're growing sakuma, potatoes, stuff. Um, and then the other stuff we tend to get from farm markets around here anyway, mm. in Novasha, I, I tend not to buy too much. Um, do still like my stir fry packet supermarket though because I get a bit of everything in those and then I can just top those up with the homegrown vegetables. Um, but yeah, so and I, I always get my meat from the Maasai's walking past the house, herding. You just buy a couple of goats, slaughter them. Yeah, you know, the dogs get them, I get them. Yeah, so I pretty much live on what's sustainable in this area, pretty much. Um, so you know, as I say. Food-wise, I shouldn't be going with a shortage, hopefully. So the Diet Coke, Coke Zero could, could be my downfall. <laughs> Horrors. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, people, um, I think people underestimate how you can really save a lot of money if you sort of just grow your own stuff. Uh, like Ashley said, even if you can't make your own bread and just the simple things I think people used to do before we got way, way busier than... Um, previous Kenya's perfect. Yeah, Kenya's got the perfect climate for growing pretty much everything except for apples, probably. Um, yeah, and then think some of the big vegetable farms here where I live in Navasha supply Europe, yeah, 24 7. You know, um, so it just shows you what you can grow in Kenya if you just and this is a prime time when you're isolated at home to take on a little project, even if it's just a herb garden. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's ideal time. It really is. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I have my. I'll start mine tomorrow. I, <laughs> I've been <laughs> procrastinating since January, so. Now's the time. Uh, yeah, I've really. It's January, geez, I've procrastinated for three months, so. No excuses now, so. I'll start clearing the bush and you just. just Warthogs, just watch the warthogs. And the monkeys, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have the we have the fence. I just need to finish part of it and then also the monkeys and the birds. So it's it's a good project. It's a um, good self isolation quarantine project and then maybe who knows, I'll be Move from being PT to farmer, if, uh, <laughs> depending which one brings. Yeah. You're getting sun, you're getting fresh air. So there's so many benefits, you know, that are also yes. important to keep while we're quarantined. Farming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'll online coaching. I don't need to really see anyone one on one, and then I can spend time on the farm. There you go. <laughs> so, um, Simon, are you? Have you been busy selling out equipment for home gyms? Yeah. Yes, we have. Actually, we only have one rack left. I wanted, I wanted to keep it, but it, it looks like I'm going to have to sell it now. Yeah, your, your equipment is nice. I just looked through your catalogue for fun and pretend I was really rich in what I would buy. Or yeah. what Leon would buy me. <laughs> yeah, I need to sell a few more tomatoes for that. Some of our clients have done uh, over the past, since we started doing it, it was three years ago. 
And it just every year you buy, you put maybe a hundred thousand aside, and you buy one one item or you buy a few items, and in three four years you you'll have everything that you need. You I have a client, um, what is it in Loretto? He doesn't need to leave the house. He has every single machine that he he can he needs, and it took him time. It, it took him four years, I think. And so every year something small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think also opens up again the avenue for online coaching for guys getting healthier, not only for Corona, but just uh, just for daily life. Like, because um, guys need to be healthy, whether it's Corona, whether your your flu, um, whether it's a genetic disease, anything. And I think this, yeah, exactly. Because guys, the way guys have responded to this virus, I think things like obesity and just eating, um, this is how the world should respond to also educating guys on nutrition and fitness and just basic health practices. It's absolutely true. I agree with you so much. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to downplay Corona by any means because it is a very serious illness. Yeah, big time. World. But as you said, if we could respond to the number of people with obesity, which is way higher, and really work towards, you know, getting that down, think about how much of a healthier, you know, population we would have around the world. And so it really shows us what the world and what people are capable of. Yes. Um, so I hope we can learn lessons from this, you know, to make positive light on this um, so that we're able to, to do the same for other things um, that are keeping people from being their healthiest self. Uh yeah and a lot of people it's you know I don't have time to go to the gym I don't have time to work out so like Simon says just you know slowly slowly you don't have to spend a fortune you just buy a few pieces of basic equipment that you keep in your house and I mean everywhere now are simple workouts that you can do at home with minimal equipment so on those days that you can't make it to the gym you do have some equipment in your house I mean, Andy, it didn't cost you, you much to set up your, your gym, did it? No. Um, for what I've got set up at the moment, I'd probably spend uh, 52,000 shillings. But that's like a, um, you know, one of those movable racks. Not, yeah, not like a power rack or anything, but basic, uh, uh... benches, dumbbells, 100 kg of plates, cast iron plates. Plus I've got my bands, handles. So, and then I put a floor in, in, you know, what is essentially a barn. Um, yeah, so it really costs much. It's, you know, it's still, I still add to it for my personal usage, but generally, I think this social isolation for the majority of people is probably going to be the best thing for their training. For wow. once, going back to basics, doing very basic compound exercises with strict form, timed attention, all these things that, you know, we talk about weekly on the on the podcast, you need to use now because you're at home. So you, you don't have the option of just loading ego lifting from weights at a machine and trying to look like the strongest guy in the gym. You've got to think about it a bit more. You've got to slow your lifts down. You've, you've got limited equipment. I did, um, I created a couple of programs yesterday for people with no kit, mm-hmm. just putting stuff in a backpack. Yeah. You know, complete yeah. weekly plan for just using a weighted bag. I did a couple of those yesterday, and I guarantee those sessions are going to still be murder. If they're done properly, with like really slow tempo, 
you know, isometric hole, you know, iso holes at the bottom of lifts and things. So, you know, there's still a lot to do. You, you don't need a lot of equipment, you know, and it's just about, let's be really strict with the form. Let's take our time. Let's try and make it as hard with what we've got. Yeah, you don't need crash weights around. Yeah, because I think guys have this. Um, ah, ah, I'm going to just go go off anyway. Guys have this idea that um, you don't have equipment. You you're going to work out at home. You need to do jumping jacks, um, quick push-ups, um, just the basic, most stupid, most nonsensical uh-huh. workouts. Like, guys need to be smarter and just think, like, how do I make the push-up harder? I have bad knees. Do I need to do jumping jacks? Just, I think more, now guys can start thinking and stop just following your influencer and jumping up and down with your bad knees or... Yes, it doesn't um, all have to be hit plyometric, yeah. sweaty workouts. You can incorporate those if, you know, if you, if you can, if your body is... Yeah if your joints are good and yeah because at, at the end of the day it's still it's just it's individualized training but maybe less weights more better form so i don't know because all you see on instagram yeah. is guys jumping up and down the usual burpees and <laughs> yeah, yeah just the... here's the thing do you know what josh really pissed me off People lifting up their sofas. I know. Stop leg pressing your sofa. Stop shoulder pressing your sofa. Because then I can see what's going to happen. It's going to be like, oh, Steve down the road died during the pandemic. Oh, was he killed by corona? No, he was crushed by his bloody sofa. Yeah, it's just put your sofa down, man. Yeah, just I don't want to see you lifting your sofa. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, call Simon. Leave the sofa and call yeah, Simon. Yeah, just... Like... <laughs> Yeah. Even without, let's say you have zero money, because I mean, the, the virus, we were saying that virus will cause a lot more bankruptcies than it Yes, will cause yes, yeah. yes, yeah. big time. Our small business people think things are, things are tough. Like, uh, my wife is a chef, and the restaurant that she was consulting on, they had to close. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. When mm-hmm. People who are now home with no work, no source of income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a bit tricky, so let's just assume that you, do, you don't have any money, no equipment. There's still so much we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can just start with the basics, which is usually used as, as your base, which is your 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. Ah, now perfect. You time, you're later, no? yeah. 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 Outside, don't even need to go to any practice, go outside, walk on the road, and you get you know time 10 minutes and come back. That's yeah. 20 minutes of walking. Do that twice a day. Already you're somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you just need, listen to the podcast. No need to jump steps. up and down on you and Jeez. leg press your sofa. Around your house, if you're completely isolated, and say you live in an apartment, mm. get out, walk up and down your steps, your staircase. Just keep yeah. away from your neighbors. You know, you don't, you don't have to go far. Another thing I was going to say is um, for a lot of people, let's say us bodybuilder sort of type uh, people. Yeah, we. <laughs> uh, how many push-ups can you do? You know? Any? How many bodyweight squats? How many pull-ups? How many lunges? Yeah. I had this thing where I tried. Um, how many? How many push-ups can I do in thirty minutes? And I count them. And every single day, um, well, at least once a week, I'll try to beat that number. And my chest was net was more sore than when I was actually benching. Yep, and it's yep. very basic. You just need a floor. <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying, you know, yeah. like, everyone's got a bag, like, a little rucksack or a bag, you know, go put a couple of water bottles in there, throw your cans in there, get some books, you know, you can do quite a lot just with a, a backpack, mm-hmm. you know, rucksack on your back, yeah. with some weight I used to work in the desert, you know, I used to work in the desert where there was no gym, you know, just security advising on oil and gas projects, um, sandbags, I used to fill up sandbags, and then to progress, you just add a bit more sand in it, oh, nice. make it heavy, you can weak, you know, or like, I'd pick up a shackle from the crane and use that as a, a dumbbell, you know, there's things around that you can use, essentially, like bags filled with soil. Go to your garden, get a bag, fill it with soil. It gets pretty heavy quite quickly. Yeah. And you can do uh, squats. Yeah, large everything. Just control your form and yeah. you have intense fires. People won't even need to reach. Yeah. Most people can't even do for push-ups. Just, just body weight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... for you maybe, but most people, just a body weight squat, body weight lunge. That's that's more than enough. It's yeah. a good it's a good time for guys to thing. get back to the basics. But there's so many people with bad, bad push-up technique. Oh yeah. I've seen a lot on Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram of like what's the seven ten yeah. The push-up challenge. Ten, seven, ten or something. Yeah, fifteen ten for some of us. Horrible. Just it's like that. Work on your form. Good form before you do those ten. Well, I think now really is the time to concentrate on things that you don't normally prioritize in the gym, such as form, your mobility, sleep, flexibility, uh, core training. Um, and to, if, if gyms are closed for two, three weeks, I mean, that's a very small portion of your training life. And you, I think you'll come back way, way stronger and in a better position when the gyms do open if you have focused on those things that you generally put off. I think, I think for a lot of people, especially guys with injuries, if you can take a week off training, it's prime time to do it. Work on your recovery before going back to, you know, even then start back with a home workout after a week off. Obviously, there's that sort of knock-on effect. A lot of people use training, schedule to protect their mental health and to you know as a mental health outlet and i do yeah and it's something with all the bankruptcies that are going to follow the economic depression that's going to follow this pandemic mental health is going to be a bigger issue yeah and i think actually we're going to see probably more deaths through mental health reasons than we did through coronavirus yeah and through covid19 so what we got to think is what can we do can let's get some recovery in let's then start keeping ourselves busy keep yourself a plan keep yourself a schedule if you do ask someone who uses a gym for mental health reasons you know keep to your structure just work away of doing it at home was challenging enough for you okay yeah and i think just to sort of round everything off is to try and find the, the positives in the situation oh. that that you're in and just to use use the time um, to start your kitchen garden, to focus on your nutrition, to really get your training your basics. Family. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I think Let this also, with your kids. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. I think this whole situation is really making people realize what's important to them 
and really, you know, stopping to take things for granted because we're really seeing what our life is like without being able to go visit our friends or without being able to go to the gym or without being able to think about, you know, all this sickness and illness and, you know, all the people in our lives that are making it possible for us to still get our food, you know, the supermarkets, the doctors that are risking their lives, you know, um, so many of these things that I think are making me personally, and I, I know many others realize like how thankful, you know, we should be and really just not taking things for granted. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, ag- agreed. And, and instead of, yeah, instead of sort of feeling that, um, I'm trying to find the word. <laughs> oh, I've lost it. Feeling no problem. <laughs> we'll get it. <laughs> get that word back. <laughs> As you were saying, you know, really making this into a positive thing, right? By no means we want to downplay coronavirus, but, you know, just looking at what are we learning through this process and, you know, just seeing the kindness in the world and people really coming together and supporting each other with you know, donations of food or medical supplies. And you're seeing companies, you know, that are giving out free books for kids or there's free tours of museums or free kid resources and activities online. You know, there's an artist now that's showing kids how to draw for free. And, you know, just just so much of this that um, is really making us is come together. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting because there was a meme saying, you know, we're so isolated, we're so separated. But yet there's like the, this love that's in the earth and, you know, people are just being so kind now, um, which I think is, is a really cool thing that's that's coming out of this horrible um, pandemic. Yeah. And I think also guys have sort of realized that as much as the world seems big, it's small because one virus that started in yeah, one. Yeah, it started in a small town in China. Yeah. Now it's everywhere. So. Yeah, I guess it's a good time to be grateful for what you have, uh, being able to do what you do, and yeah, just to be able to afford to like uh, uh, the foods you can buy, the training, the even just to work. Like, just be grateful for being able to do all those things. And I'd just like to say, like, if you are into nutrition or fitness, now is the time to get qualifications, online qualifications, mm-hmm. and to take the time to to keep learning, do some courses that you've just not had the time for. And quite quite a few of them are discounted. Um, a lot of people have discounted courses, so just be on the lookout for those. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of free ones. You can just learn a thing or two. So really use the time to, to uh, educate yourself, really, um, you know, if, if you, you're an online business person, you know, try and, try and vary your income streams and work on, work on that. Um, and that's, that's what we're going to do. We've, we've always said we want to have sort of a database of exercises and everything online. And now we have the time. And then, like we were saying in the beginning, maybe that's where this is, you know, that's where fitness is going to go in Kenya. And the world. And the world and, and nutrition. <laughs> yeah, and really being perfect with your time. You know, I really like that. And I think that's important. You know, you guys were talking about mental yeah. health. And if you don't have a purpose to wake up every morning and you're going to sit and be depressed about being in quarantine, you know, it's only going to make the situation worse. So really take yeah. advantage, like you guys have been saying, and, and you know, um, do some of those things you didn't have time to do and, and really make your days purposeful and yeah. have meaning. 
Yeah, so anyone, anything to add? Andy, still looking for your... Generally speaking, you know, there's some opportunity to take out of this. I do think where we should be looking to support local businesses mm-hmm. as well. I would say if you've got a trainer or your gym membership, they're going to break the bank for you. Keep paying it even if you're not using it because some of the small businesses, you want to still be around when this pandemic's over. The amount of businesses that could close, and I'm seeing restaurants going bankrupt uh, in the UK and, you know, a lot of small gyms because, you know, with gyms, they will go smaller ones because, you know, we've got a lot of overhead still, you know, landlords want their rent. So if we can just support each other, support everyone, be just good people, be, be you know, nice to each other and supportive of each other, you know, this, this shows us that we don't need to, we can be, in, you know, sort of keep some sort of social distance yet be more collective as a, as a group of people. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'd add is um, it's, it's, it's time to actually social distance yourself socially. Because, you know, people are not doing it. Yeah. I still see people's Instagrams, they're in bars, they're in, uh, you know, they're going out. I don't think yeah. people are taking that seriously. Yeah. And even if they're healthy and they might not get sick, you might bring it home to their, you know, their dads mm-hmm. or their moms or someone else who will get sick. So, I mean, take this thing seriously. It prolongs it. It prolongs it. Yeah, Let's just, just nip it in the bud. Let's do what we can a, now so we're not closed in for months. If you don't need, if you want, you only need to leave the house to get food and if you have to go to work, fine. Anything else, just leave it. Just, yeah. Uh, it's not it's, worth it. It's not. No, it's, not. it's a small sacrifice to make. Yeah. It's not even a sacrifice. <laughs> you have no, to do it. <laughs> I, th- I think we're all, uh, well, Andy, we're with you. We, we, life has not changed too much yeah. in terms of <laughs> we're not the most social people. Yeah, so <laughs> the only new thing will be farming. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah that would be my project. Stay away from a farm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, so, um. No. You were breaking up, Andy. Oh, he's disappeared. He saw it. Hopefully, you can hear me. I said, need hints and tips on farming. You know. On the farming. Okay, well, if anyone needs any farming tips, you Uh, can uh, get hold of Andy, especially if you're growing chilies. If uh, if you need any uh, home equipment, Simon's got some, but it's going fast. Uh, Leon and I are doing a lot of uh, home workouts, body weight only. So if you oh, want to follow us for those, they're free. And Ashley, as always, has wonderful, um, helpful information on nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Do consults yeah. on those um, online via Skype or whatever online platform, and also meal planning and helping people you know, know what to eat during these times. Um, and again, more in depth and more personalized for what to stock up on and what to buy for your individual nutrition needs. Yeah. So for fitness, health, medical needs, you're sorted. So yeah, just reach out to anyone. Yeah. Any one of us, you know what everyone here is doing. So yeah, don't, don't be scared to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. And if you feel like your favorite influencer is uh, playing you, yeah, just, just reach out. Don't don't be scared. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Well, Ashley and Simon, thanks, thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank thanks you, for Simon. Having us. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.